people of the universe, welcome to the Great Day Podcast. I'm your friend and host, Mayor K. Thank you so much for coming through. Today we have Jeremy Slate. I was, was actually invited to be on Jeremy's podcast a few, few years back, and to have him on mine was a real treat. He's been doing this podcasting for so long now and is pretty much a podcast guru. So with me being new uh, to this podcast and podcast like, on generally just on the rise, I was curious, as many of you, uh, the listeners, we wanted to know what it takes to launch a podcast, finding sponsors, guests, all that jazz. So the guru shares all that he knows in this podcast. So thanks so much, Jeremy, for sharing your knowledge with us. And thank you, the listener, for tuning in. And now let's go deep into the world of podcasting. All right, we are here with Jeremy Ryan Slate from Command Your Brand. Ryan, uh, Jeremy, it's good to see you. I'm calling you Jeremy Ryan. Ryan, Jeremy, go by Jeremy. Jeremy's fine. Yeah. Um, I only use three names because my parents named me after an actor from the TV show Bonanza. Oh. And it helped me to rank in Google. Like, they didn't think Google was going to be a thing in the 80s when they named me. And yeah. then it helped because I was ranking for three names, it made it easier to rank for two. And then in 2017, when he died, I bought his website. Oh, so. man. Always. <laughs> You're always looking for the opportunity. You're always, you got you're, it, you're, man. You are fast. You don't waste. You don't waste time. You don't waste time. Well, it's because like online is our world now, man. If you don't have you know visibility, the right ranking and stuff like that, like you don't have the right real estate. That's. I mean, that's 100 percent true. And this is like it's so interesting because well, first of all, we've met three years ago, and I recall I was by a Lewis Howes book signing yeah, event. Yeah, yeah. He was launching a, a mask of masculinity. Yep. And he was in the city. He hit me up. He's like, "Yo, I'm in town. Let's meet up." And I came by, and you were there too. You've been following Lewis for quite a while, then, right? Well, then I had seen you, and I'm like, "I've watched his videos. This guy's <laughs> awesome." Right, right, dude. <laughs> I, I really appreciate that. I was. It was amazing. We hit it off right there, and then you're like, "Hey, I got my own podcast," and. Like I think a few weeks later, you just came over to my apartment and we and we had a, and you had me on your podcast, which was a real blessing to be on. And now it's such a it's a blessing to have you now on my podcast. So we're like full circle, baby. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Like you've got an awesome setup here, and I'm just stoked to be a part of it. Yeah, well, you are definitely the the king. I would say, and uh, when it comes to podcasts, you've done. I mean, how many how many episodes have you done t- to date? 683 came out the other day. We're closing wow. on 700 fast, man, and it's wow. been a whirlwind. That's and how many years have you been doing this for? Been doing this since 2014 was the first time around where I only did it for like two months and then I quit. And then 2015 is when I actually launched the current show. And now we're over 2.5 million downloads, you know, almost 700 episodes. It's been awesome. Wow. I mean, those are crazy numbers. I really want to like dissect that, dissect that. I'm, I'm new to this. This is like, you know, within, you're right now going to be a like part of my, my first 30 episodes. So I'm like really fresh. I'm still learning and growing. And I, where I love to like go with this episode of this podcast with you, Jeremy, is being that you are really a podcast guru mm-hmm. and not just that, I want to hear more about your command, your brand media that you've launched as well, your CEO of, which helps people, you know, have an online presence and launch their own podcast, I believe. Um, I want to hear the details because I'm new and I'm sure we have a lot of listeners who are want to get involved in the podcast world and they, they know it's it's a new medium of connecting with their, building a community and having community and whatnot. So, and avenues of income. So, I want to really ask you these questions about how it is, to, how to start a podcast, what it takes, what kind of work ethic how to get sponsors and all that whole jazz sure before we get there though let's get to know jeremy a bit i know you are a uh, a pro champion wrestle uh lifter heavy lifter how does one come from lifting weights to launching a podcast it's like a it's like a beatles song man it's kind of like a long and winding road so like i have my uh undergrad degree in a double major in catholic theology and then old testament oh and then i studied literature at new college oxford 
got my master's in early Roman Empire propaganda, not a very applicable or usable <laughs> skill in the world. It just sounded fun at the time. Taught high school for a couple of years coming out, and I was absolutely miserable. Mm. And when I was like 24, my mom had a really bad stroke. And my family's like super, super tight. So it was like a really rough situation for me. And interestingly enough, when I was 19, I was playing football and I had uh, an injury where I tore my ACL, PCL meniscus, which was, it's a minor surgery, I guess, unless you're Tom Brady, he's got infected and he had the same surgery, but the anesthesia didn't go well and they couldn't get me breathing, could get my heart going and actually got last rights at that point in time like nothing changed for me. Like my life didn't change. You know, the skies didn't open up. You know, if you're from the New York, New Jersey area, I'm just like, man, I just want my bagel. Like I just really wanted a bagel because I don't usually eat those things. Yeah. So then when I was 24 and this happened to my mom, I feel like it was because something outside of myself and not me, I was kind of like, dude, like what are, what are you doing here? Like you're miserable every day. You know, you didn't want to be a teacher. Like you didn't really know what you wanted to do. And I had been listening to podcasts since... 2009 like when a lot of them were still audiobooks and stuff like that yeah no i mean that's (laughs) i mean podcasts wow you're like oh brother yeah yeah i mean you were i mean because like podcasts really took off in 2012 i think right like well there's there's been peaks and valleys because it was like 2008 9 boom 2011 12 crash 13 back up and then we're kind of like the third or fourth wave now because it's been ebbs and flows it hasn't been like a consistent like until like the last couple years copy that okay i mean and what i mean well, I want to go back to that story, but quickly, like, what did takes that? What, why do you think? What does bring the podcast world to its peak, and what brings it down? Honestly, it's first and foremost the technology because mobile phones came out, so people could start listening to their phones. Like when I listened to podcasts early on, I had that like old school 130 gigabyte iPod that you'd have to download on your computer, upload them to your iPod. Right, sure. So like it was something new, and people were interested. Like when that type of iPod came out, but technology changes, and when the iPhone came out, it was really the big. I guess, you know, second boom of it because people could stream it and download it on their phone and they didn't have to like sit with their computer and transfer it over a wire and all that kind of stuff. So I think it's really the honestly the technology and also the user that drives it. Mm-hmm. True. So back 2009, who were you listening to? There was, so I had a, a college professor, absolutely awesome, Dr. Sean Lake. He looked, looked and sounded like Neil Patrick Harris. He was my <laughs> ancient history professor. And you just sit in his class and I don't even know if the guy had notes. He would just like, riff on these like stories from history and I was so enthralled and he ended up being my advisor for my master's thesis Mm. and we're talking about you know what I'm writing about one day he goes and he was listening to something in his office I'm like what is this this is hilarious because I recognized the voice it was uh, Adam Curry that used to be a a DJ and MTV back in the 80s yo so he was listening to this podcast called the no agenda show and what they actually do is they take a look at the news and they try and figure out like what it actually means it's not democrat it's not republican it's just like they're looking at it like What's going on? Yeah, what's going? What what does this mean? So they they really just kind of sit and make fun of the news. And I think we're now how many years down the road from that? I still listen to that show. They're they're you know in their eleventh year of the show, and they're on like you know twelve hundred episodes or something like that. And they have an incredible community around the show. But for me, that was the first thing that really got me interested. And and to and when my mom had her stroke, I ended up leaving my teaching job, and I tried network marketing. Didn't really work. Mm-hmm. Tried selling life insurance, which I was actually really good at, but I didn't like the idea of sitting down with somebody and being like, so you're going to die <laughs> and you love your friends and family, right? You wouldn't want anything to happen to them. Oh. I felt like a bad mobster. Yeah, so I did that right. and then I moved on to selling products on Amazon, but I left my $1 promo code on my listing and lost all 200 of my products in 10 minutes. Oh my God. So I went through all these different things that didn't work. And, and I think honestly, I always blame the opportunity. Well, network marketing is not right. Insurance isn't right. Amazon's not right. 
And then I kind of looked at it. I'm like, well, the only thing that's the same here each time is me. So I took a look at like what was my responsibility level. And I actually ended up working at a friend's web design firm, which I had taught myself from watching YouTube videos and started a podcast as a hobby. First one tanked because I didn't really know what I was doing. Got a little education on it. I took three courses, which honestly was almost a reason not to start. It was too much information. Got it. Finally launched that show in November of 2015. Made a list of the top 100 people I most admired. Reached out to them. Had a great success rate. 10,000 listens in our first month. And you know that's kind of led us to everything that's been going on in the last few years. Wow. 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 That's, I mean, that's amazing. I mean, I just want to first acknowledge like how the fact that you were, you were like rigorous, honest with yourself. You saw like, Hey, what, what's not working in all these scenarios me. <laughs> and, and it comes back to self. It comes back to like, wait a second. You can, I, you could go throughout life. And I think I know, I know a lot of people, we both know that do blame the circumstance or blame the opportunities, mm -hmm. but ultimately, you know, life will always keep showing up. What's my plan and what's my role in that? Mm -hmm. Is that something that you um, you you just learned on your own? Is that something that you you heard through somebody else that inspired you to? Because that takes some awareness right there. Yeah. That takes some work. Um, well, I, I guess you look at it and you're like, well, I know people that are doing really well in network marketing. I know people that are doing really well in selling insurance, really well in selling uh, products on Amazon, and they're not, you know, like hurting people or it's not a bad opportunity. So I'm like, well, the thing that's the same is me. So how can I take more responsibility for it? One of the books that changed my mind and everything was a book called The 10X Rule by Grant Cardone. Mm, which you've and, had on your podcast. Yes. Incredible interview. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that he, one of the lines that really hit me in that book is he, he talks about, you know, the power goes out and somebody says, well, we couldn't service you today because the power went out. And he goes, dude, why didn't you have a generator? Yeah. And, and that kind of hit me like, where is your responsibility level? Because whether you do something or don't do something, you always have a responsibility level. Mm. Where are you going to find what that is? Now, it doesn't mean you beat yourself up over everything, but you find out where can I find my cause point, you know, so I'm not affect on everything, if that makes sense. Yeah, 100%. So when it comes to your responsibility in, in your podcast, right, mm -hmm. or your service, where do you draw that line? Where is that, where is that foundation? So for, for our company, Command Your Brand, what we really do is we're a PR firm for the podcast space. So we get people placed on top-rated podcasts. Mm -hmm. So what we actually do is we first and foremost find out, like, who do you want to be in front of? Because that's vital. Like, everybody's not your audience. Mm -hmm. And then we actually do a coaching process around, like, what are you going to say on these interviews? We call it story message call to action. And then before people ever go on an interview, they actually do an interview with me and they get a report card. Okay, I like this. I like this. Tell more stories. Do less of this. Do more of this. So at that point, if somebody's gotten through that, in my eyes, they can do a great job. But then we go even further and we actually give them a content repurposing course because you know as well as I do, like all this content we're creating, it's what you're doing with it. Mm -hmm. So we also teach them like what is great LinkedIn content look like? What is great Instagram content look like? How do you repurpose this in your website? So to me at that point in time, I feel like we've empowered somebody and given them the tools enough to be able to see success. Mm -hmm. So that's what I really look at it as. Are you going to make everybody happy there, there's going to be 20 percent of people that no matter what you do they're not going to be happy sure but if you can make the 80 percent happy you're in good shape and why are you so passionate about the podcast space why do you what's what's why i mean right now we're in this space and especially you came into that you were pumped you were excited you're like no don't tell me tell me later <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so i want you to tell me now i want to tell you i want to hear it now um so what is what what is it that so that is exciting you and why do you and why do you think podcast right now is on the rise why are people leaning into it i mean it's a question to ask myself you're like why did i even start a podcast mm -hmm. why why do you yeah. What, what's, well, what's going on? Uh, let, me, let me ask you first, a couple questions first. Okay. Um, do you listen to the radio at all? No. Do you have cable TV? Nope. I don't have a TV in my apartment. Do you do Netflix, anything like that? Netflix, yeah. 
So the, the way our user is has changed. And that's why podcasts are really, really exciting, right? They're making a decision what they want to and not want to listen to. That's mm -hmm. why they're subscribing to Netflix. That's why they're doing Amazon Prime. That's why they're downloading podcasts. You know, there's people who listen to the Joe Rogan show that's three hours, but sure. they want to listen to it. Yeah. And I think that's the, the really, really exciting thing. And then behind that, it's growing really fast. I, I had given you a stat earlier and you're like, don't tell me yet. Yeah. So today is actually a really important day because we just passed over 900,000 podcasts in the world. Like mm. we're closing on that million number very quickly. Wow. But just to give you an idea, last year we were around 750,000. The year before we were in, I think like 550,000. So it's growing very, very fast and it's speeding up. Wow. That's and that's interesting for a couple of reasons because there's a lot of shows out there. Now only 18% of them actually produce content every two weeks. So it's not a super high percentage of shows out there because you do see people that start and don't finish or don't continue, but their shows are still out there. So I think overall it helps the space that we're growing and getting more notoriety. But at the same time, you know, influencers like yourself are seeing that there's an awesome way to build community around this, which is something you said earlier, which I think is vital and not a lot of people get. They're like, well, how do I get my leads right away? How do I get my sales right away? How do I get all these things? And it's actually the building community about it. Um, Lewis Howes actually did a great episode a couple weeks ago about like, what does it take to make a world-class podcast? And he said, commit to it for a year. And that's something I'm always telling people like commit to this for one year, two years to see the success. Don't do it for one or two months and say, well, these first couple episodes didn't really do well. Mm. You have to be willing to put the time in to build the relationship with your audience around you. But because Apple said in their beta stats program, we're seeing people stick around for 80% of an episode. If you're doing something for half an hour, man, and people listen to 80% of that, that's so much more value than a 60 second video clip or something like that. Like they're actually building a relationship with you. They know you. Tremendous. And I think that's the, the really incredible opportunity here is it's growing, but the user's making a decision whether they want to or don't want to listen to it. Right. I mean, that's, it's, it's very true. And also you're able to really choose and pick what it is that interests you and yeah. focus on it and whatever it is that you're talking about, you know, it's, it's going to attract that type of audience and they'll, they'll stick around with you. What you said, you mentioned in the stat that 18, only 18% of, out of, the 900,000 plus. No, I got that stat from last year, so that could have changed. It could change, but yeah. even so, they're not posting more than episodes than twice a week. Why do you think most well, no, people- So they're not posting more than once, once once every two weeks. Every once every two weeks. Yeah. And I would believe in this space. I mean, I know for myself, I mean, I'm right now recording, recording, recording. I mm -hmm. want to start posting once a week at least. Yeah. Um, do you think, is that is that the right amount of time? Twice. Like what, what From your experience, what's a- a good flow, a good consistency. So I usually say twice a week. And I, and I actually, it's from this standpoint. You'll, you'll get it when I explain it. It's You look at your week like a funnel, right? You mm -hmm. start the, the beginning of the week with an awesome guest. And if it's going to be three episodes like I do, great. If it's going to be two episodes, that's fine. But then the end of the week is a content piece from you. Five, ten minutes, whatever it is. You know, I'll find like an interesting speech in history that I like. And I'll put that as my five-minute Friday episode or whatever. Mm -hmm. Or Freestyle Friday is what we call it. So. Nice you treat your week like a funnel, they come in for the new people and then they stick around for you. And that actually helps to grow your credibility within the space, but also you're helping people to, I don't want to sound like a bad person here, but you're helping them to form a habit of listening to you. If they oh. got to wait a whole other week to hear you, then you're not really forming that listening habit and you're actually giving them more of ability to create a relationship. Wow. Got it. I was actually really, I was going to impress myself saying once a week, but you're saying more, more is better in a yeah. way. Like it's, it's start off. I was thinking like posting Mondays, let's say, I guess everybody could choose their own date, mm -hmm. but I like the whole idea of like Monday starting off the week, right. And with, with a bang, with some inspiration, motivation. And then you're saying, come back in on a Thursday, Friday. Yep. 
and even just have yourself just you know just yeah, something, record like, something. Yeah, I'll usually talk about something I learned that week. Interesting. I, I only viewed the podcast as me speaking to a guest. Mm-hmm. I never really thought about it just me, you know, just rambling, like rambling. I'm and, talking. And that's sharing. the incredible part because like I'll get some emails from some of my listeners that like actually listen to what I say about my life and they're interested in what's happening in your life and it gives it gives you an ability to talk about things that you you know are going to help other people that maybe in that place or in that space or whatever's happening to them. And you don't, you didn't realize that you had this ability to help somebody move forward in something. Wow, that's huge. And you mentioned as well the the, the time frame. Like I think a lot of it. I know from even myself. Like I've only been doing this for about maybe three four months. I'm doing mm-hmm. about eight episodes per month. Mm-hmm. Um, but even so, after like you know, I posted ten episodes and I was getting some feedback. But I was like, wow, people don't realize around one episode. For, I don't know what your workflow looks like, but right now. For me, one episode takes about six or six hours mm. of of getting that done. That means research on the guest, um, set going look to location, setting up, putting down. Because besides audio, we also film them. And mm-hmm. for everyone listening, you could uh, go watch this on YouTube, Mayor K on YouTube. But um, so with all that, it takes about six hours per episode. Mm-hmm. You may be tuning in for a forty five minute an hour ep- uh, episode, but it takes a lot of time and commitment. And a few episodes in, I'm like, wait a second, do <laughs> I really want to do this? And it really it really challenges me to realize to think about like, hey, is this something I want to put invest my time into? Well, here's the thing I'll say about that is, is I guess my workflow, the reason it hasn't taken so long is because most of my interviews are done remotely. My early ones, you know, most of them aren't video. Mm -hmm. Um, The thing I'll really applaud you on is you're thinking long term by doing video and all this other stuff. And that's honestly something I'm starting to jump into more as well, because it's more about building better relationships, creating better content. People are watching video and so I applaud you for doing that. Thanks, and I, yeah. I, I would say now that's the best way to do it. But I started with audio, so my workflow is a lot shorter. Right, you're able to just knock it in. Right, so that does also limits me to the type of guests I want to use. Yes. I would have on my show because a they're not in town, or if they're in town, they're busy, and getting that whole equipment and finding their offices or spaces that we can host the, the podcast makes things a bit more difficult. But in the long run, people do come to appreciate the, even the micro content. We'll just take you know a short little piece from mm-hmm. the 45 minute episode and share it on Instagram and put it on Facebook or YouTube, and and that gets a lot of great positive feedback um when you get a different interview too when you hang out with a guest like it's mm. just a different experience like like uh james altucher and i did a did like a two-hour interview wow just because it's like you just hang out and you don't know where it's going you know what i mean and i think right. a lot of times it's different than when somebody says okay i have a half an hour we're gonna meet on skype we're gonna do this um this is what you're doing is the future Boom. Thank well, hey, thanks a lot. <laughs> Hearing it from the You're man himself. Here. That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, if you haven't yet, don't forget to subscribe and rate this on podcast. Uh, and of course, check out Ryan's. Um, but um, so that being said, you um, you had you've how does one go about because they have the idea they want a podcast. Do you jump around? Do you think like, hey, limit yourself to a certain brand, a certain like, are you talking about comic books? Are you talking about travel mm-hmm. or free flow? I mean, Joe Rogan, right? He, uh, we, just, we mentioned before, he, and he's one of the most popular podcasters out there. Like he's all over the place. He's talking mm-hmm. about everything. Yeah. Like, Jiu-Jitsu, DMT, tra- I mean, whatever. So uh, how, is there, uh, is, is there a playbook? Is there a rule book to this? Or it's like, hey, if you're passionate about something, no matter what, just go for it. Well, I, the best advice that I would give, and this is coming from somebody that I didn't have an audience, I didn't have a following when I started, so it's it's going to be different than you know somebody like yourself that already has an audience and they have different interest categories they're already looking into for you. Um, what I would say is like, you really, I really focused in on exactly who I wanted to talk to, and when you don't have an audience, that's really really important because you need to find out. And I focus on people just like myself because I'm like, well, what do I want to learn? Who do I want to learn it from? Right. And I think that's really really important. Like niching down. 
unless you already are big like Joe Rogan, is probably the, the best place to start because you're just focusing on a certain group of people, their problems, their interests, and how you can help them. Well, that was my question to you. I was going to say, like, do, oh, do you create these podcasts for yourself or, or are you keeping in mind the audience? Initially, it was for me. And then the more interviews I did, the better I got at, like, I don't know how to explain this, but, like, you're able to, to grab the viewpoint of the person listening to you based on the feedback you get. And you start to try to ask questions based on, okay, well, this is what the person wants to learn. So I'm going to ask the guest this, 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 and this based on what they're talking about because it's going to help my audience be able to do something. Mm -hmm. So it kind of evolved. And the more interviews I've done, the more skill I've gotten around that. Like I didn't feel comfortable to like 200 episodes, man. Like it takes, it takes a lot of work, especially like I didn't like being on camera. That's honestly why I started with audio and stuff like that. So it's, you had to get more comfortable, I guess, in your own skin and asking the questions the right way. Yeah, I mean, what are some of the challenges as for a new pod, for someone who's a new interviewer? Mm-hmm. What are some challenges that they're going to come across, and um, like, and what, and how are some of those some ways to to overcome that? Over preparing, like it's important to be prepared. But like my first interviews, man, like those poor people, like they were like interrogations. Uh-huh. So where were you when? What were you doing when? It was just like it wasn't a conversation. Yeah, it, was it wasn't a conversation. Like find something that really interests you about that person. Mm-hmm. Tell them about that before you start the interview. Like. Um, you know, like you did X, Y, Z and I really love that and I really value that and I appreciate you for doing that. But then also like keep it to a few key points. And honestly, one of the best things that I learned early on, I've gotten better with this as I've done more, but I kept a notepad next to me a lot of times and I would take notes so I could get that out of my head. Got it. So I wasn't thinking that thought and I could continue the conversation. Yeah. It's really hard sometimes. I know yeah. for myself is, is to have a conversation and you want to get somewhere, but then mm-hmm. like the conversation can turn into remember what it is that you wanted to get back to and, and to keep that flow and motion also perhaps sometimes letting go of that idea mm-hmm. and just seeing where the conversation uh takes the two of you well and it's also like it's just a number of times over thing man like the more interviews you do the more it becomes like natural to be able to steer an interview where you want it to go without having to feel like you're like okay i have to think of this i have to think of this i have to think of this you right. just you kind of you get vision on where you want it to go and i'm most of my interviews are around a half an hour now and, and you keep that, you, tr- you but try to keep it in that frame? I, I don't usually think about a half an hour. It just kind of ends up that way now because that's how my interview flow has become. It's, mm. it's weird to explain, but you yeah. kind of get used to you how to bring to that time. the journey. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're sort of more subconsciously aware of where exactly, you're at in yeah. the conversation. And yeah, it's true. Sometimes I'll turn to my, uh, to my audio engineer, Will, and I'll just like, he'll like, we'll just know it's like a 55 minutes or so. Like, you know, and we average around like 45, 55 minutes. And I'm realizing that we're getting a little bit better at that. Just seeing where, where things just take us. Yeah. Um, that's really interesting. Are there, what would you say are some do's and don'ts when it comes to podcasts? Ooh, that's, that's a tough one, man. Cause it's almost like a loaded question. Um, the <laughs> thing I would say is first of all, like differentiate because I, I don't think everybody should start a podcast, but if you have an idea that's different or you have a way that's delivering that's different, like the number of people that have tried to recreate the school of greatness or entrepreneur on fire, or whatever it may be, like that's honestly why that we have that 18% of shows that produce every two weeks because mm-hmm. there's hundreds of thousands of shows that have tried to copy those people. So be different, like have a different sub opinion, have a different way people want to learn from you. So I think first and foremost, if you have a great idea, but it's different. That's the first place to start. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say the don't is don't start if your idea is not different. Work on it a little bit more then and, and work on how you're going to do that. The other thing is I find people hold themselves back from the caliber of guests that they want to interview early on. It's like, oh, this is I'm not worthy thing. Dude, I wasn't worthy. I just went for it. You got to You got to kind of understand like you're doing this to help a group of people. 
And who would they want to learn from or, or who do they need advice from so that they can need that help they get in their life? So I think you have to stop, I guess, making it all about yourself and making it about the group of people that you're helping. Initially, it was for me, man, and who I wanted to learn from. But then it became for, you know, how I could help people. Right. I, I would say as well, like, you know, like this, good miking matters because you need to be listenable for people. Like my first podcast that only lasted like 60 days, the miking quality was horrible. And it's just... If it's like nails on a chalkboard, man, it's hard to listen to. Yeah, you want something to... But when it comes down to like you're saying, hey, look, don't talk yourself down. Reach out to the big guns. Whoever yeah. who inspires you, just reach out to them. Yeah. Do you find that now though it would be a bit more difficult because being that there are so many now podcasts that are in existence, these guests are, or these potential guests that you want have been asked so many times over, hey, you want me in my podcast, my podcast, my podcast. That is it, is it, is it harder, do you find, to lock people down for a podcast? <sighs> yes and no. I would say... No, because there's nobody that has a mission quite like you. So if you're not writing the copy and paste pitch that you're throwing out to everybody and you're finding a unique way to get in front of that person, then that's going to really help you. Like for me, I've gotten a lot of my favorite guests through Instagram and direct messaging and sending them videos and stuff like that. So like uh, I'm a huge Green Bay Packers fan. So one of my favorite players, AJ Hawk, I got to interview on the show through reaching out to him on Instagram. Wow. And I've gotten in touch. How's your pitch go? Like, hey, I just got to, like, how, how, would, how would someone go about writing? I, I went fanboy. I was like, you know, <laughs> I absolutely love the Packers. I love your career. Um, you know, and I named off some stats that I just know off the top of my head. And he was like, yeah, let's do it, man. So it was like, I, I think you have to find out how to differentiate yourself from all the other people that are saying the exact same thing. Because everybody's pitch looks the same. Hey, come on my podcast, blah, 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 blah. Like, make it different and, and show it that way. So I would say that that's how you can do it. And mm. I guess really just the opposite of that is what not to do. Don't give people the cookie cutter pitch and, you know, don't make them feel like your show needs them in order to survive. Like make it seem like it's a great opportunity for them. Right. That's, that's, and that's, follow-up's key too. Follow-up. Yes. So how, what's a, what's a proper, like give it a week, give it two weeks or. So I have a running, we're doing, we're on like five years now. I have a running spreadsheet. Um, it started with a hundred people that I most admired and it's been growing, growing, growing. And it depends on the person. It's usually every 30 to 60 days I'll have follow-ups done. So like, uh, Dave Asprey took me four years to get, Wow. um, I'm still, I've been talking to, I'm a huge Foo Fighters fan. I've been talking to Dave Grohl, publicist on and off. And we have, they always say no, but I'm, but you know, we're five years down the road and I'm still trying. Uh, Grant Cardone took me two years to get. So wow. a lot of this follow-up is, is vital, man. Like, and it's, it's interesting now because I got probably half of that top 100 list that I had that I wanted to interview early on. And now more and more of those are filling in the gaps as the show has gotten bigger and more notoriety. Like as you produce more content, as you get higher quality guests and get more visibility, you're going to find it easier for people to say yes. But follow-up is so key, man. It's so key. Yeah. Not to take it personal. Like I, I yeah. mean, I know for myself, I've been, I've been reaching out to a few guests who I want and then getting to the manager and not getting hearing again. It can feel like a certain, it's rejection. Yeah. You know, yeah. Right. And like, and automatically I'm in train from young, like, Oh, I don't want to fail. I don't want to feel this feeling. Mm-hmm. And, um, noticing that feeling, I'm realizing it's not personal. There's so much, there's so much going on in everybody's lives. Yeah. Who am I to know why the no existed, but I could just keep showing up and saying, Hey, how about now? How about now? Fall up in three weeks or a month, like you said, and just keep going at it. Well, and I would say too, like understand where the no is coming from. Mm-hmm. Like usually the no isn't coming from the person you want to talk to. Like I pitched Grant Cardone seven times before I happened to meet him at a fundraiser where I was hanging off scaffolding, like hanging <laughs> some stuff up. And he just asked me like, what do you do? I'm like, oh, that's awesome podcast. He's like, let's do it, man. I'm like, really? Like, wow. you know, he doesn't, he didn't know who I was from Adam. I think too many times we put importance on this person is saying no to me. It's probably their team. 
Like, you know what I mean? They're busy. They're trying to manage a person's schedule and make it work and whatever it is. So like you said, man, don't take it personally. Right. Don't take it personally. It's where the no is coming from. Boom. Talking about team, starting off, it was just you. And now it mm-hmm. seems like you have a team around you to mm-hmm. be able to manage all that's going on. What, when, once you launch off your podcast and things are going okay, you have a few, you know, a few episodes in the bag and you're trying to find your flow. When is a smart time to start building a team around you? And if, and whence is that, who's that next person? What kind of role do they play? So something I've always done and I've done this in everything is I document every single thing I'm doing and I do it in two different ways. I'll take a Google doc and I'll write up every single step. But oh, then also me and you are so different. Man. <laughs> yeah. I hear Google doc or sheet. I've started getting the shakes. So my, my <laughs> Google drive as like, I looked at it yesterday. It was like 3.7 gigabytes had been used. Cause it's all like, you know, standard operating procedures and stuff. Wow. So wow. I, I write up everything I do, but then also the other part of it is I use loom video and I'll record step by step on my screen what's happening because so much of what we're doing is it's done on computer. So it needs to, you need to see the steps. And if you're reading on a piece of paper, you're like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. Right. So every single thing I've done in my business and in my podcast has been written up. Mm-hmm. So when I want to find somebody to do it, it's a really easy way to do that. So when I build a process, I build it myself. And then I actually, it used to be called internships.com. Now it's called Chegg, which is like C-H-E-G-G-G.com. And you can actually find college interns that are looking for work. Um, they're usually for work experience. They're not looking to get paid right away. They're looking for some work experience. So one of the first things that I did when I didn't have a team is I brought on some interns Oh wow! and you, you know, talk to the professor a little bit. You let them help them get some college credit, whatever it may be they're trying to do. They get some work experience. You know, you agree to be a reference to them in the future if they're getting a job, but that helped me to get a lot of stuff moving early on. And then certain parts of our business that, you know, didn't require somebody here in the States. Um, I went through onlinejobs.ph and we brought them some virtual assistants. I have three virtual team members. Um, and then we have 17 members here, you know, in the States. And that's not to say this is all for my podcast. This is for our company and stuff too. And wow. a lot of my company assets now run the podcast stuff. Wow. So that's an operation. Yeah, man. It's, that's it's, a real it's, operation. Yeah. That's wild. That's <laughs> incredible. That's really incredible. And that's something I also learned um, by reading the four hour work week by Tim Ferriss. Yeah. Is, a, is that overseas um, work, uh, finding people who work overseas like Upwork or, or, um, there's another really good one, Indeed.com yep. as well, that is just, you know, if you're able to have these virtual assistants or mm-hmm. virtual editors or whatever that may look like for your business, is that you don't necessarily have to do that within within the States. Yeah. You could, yeah, you could, if it's something that could be done abroad, why not outsource that? Well, I, I was listening to a podcast episode yesterday, um, ESPN Daily is about Manny Pacquiao, and they gave, they said a stat that was, uh, he's, a, he's a senator in the Philippines, they said a stat that in the Philippines, 20 million people are living on less than $1.50 a day. Well, so... You know, half of minimum wage here in the U.S. is great money for somebody in the Philippines. So you're giving highly qualified people a job and a great life, and you're freeing yourself up as well. Like, how incredible is that? Because it's good for everybody. Right. Wow. That's that is truly amazing. So what? Where? What do you see the podcast for you? I mean, you're doing this for five years now. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel? Are you getting burnt out? Are you just getting started? What's What's your view on? And and what do you think podcasts in general are going? Well, I've started to do more video now. Um, that's why I said I think you're the future in yeah. things like this because video is really important. So I've started to do a lot more of that. One of the things as well is I'm always, I'm after really interesting guests for myself and that keeps it interesting for myself as well as for the audience. And I think sometimes you have to be a little selfish and make sure it's still interesting for you. I, I still love what I do every day because of the type of people I'm getting to talk to. I enjoy talking to a lot of athletes, musicians, yeah. people like that because I'm interested in what they're doing. Right. So, th- so there's that aspect of it. Um, the other part of it, um, 
2020 is the first year that the amount of advertising spent in the advertising in the podcast space is going over $1 billion in total ads. In podcasts. Yes. And based wow. on that current- I think most of it's going to Joe Rogan, but I mean, <laughs> but that's, uh, yeah. Well, and, that's- and based on that current trend, by 2022, we're going to be at $1.66 billion. So it's growing very fast. Like it took us a while to get here, but now it's growing fast. You So uh, the companies are starting to realize that this is where people are at. This, mm-hmm. this is where their ears are at, their eyeballs mm-hmm. are at. This is where pe- to start- putting pumping money yeah. into the space which is so important i know if, so going that's a really great segue to it because um some some things that i'm i'm hitting up right now i mean maybe i'm too early and you could tell me this but like i'm trying to run a lock in uh advertisements i'm you know two slots per for me personally it's two slots per um episode mm-hmm. and you know getting in the end i know there's also that element of having perhaps in the middle as well mm-hmm. but i'm i am hitting a lot of walls where people are like wait a second podcast uh you know i want to put my money into videos or i want to put my money into magazines even still. so like mm-hmm. how do you go about finding advertisers uh, advertisers for your podcast and what's a great way to to pitch it to them to get involved well, let me tell you about the value of it first, then we'll, then, then we'll kind of set it up Technique. for where to get it from. So okay. Tim Ferriss ran an experiment not too long ago where he went to a user-supported model, like basically donate this much to listen to the Tim Ferriss show. And what he found out is his users actually liked hearing the ads because they're like, well, Tim, I, I like to know what you're using. I like to know what you're interested in. Mm. So that's where your value as a host is. You know, you have a large following. You have an interested fan base they're probably interested in what you're using and why you're using it. So I'll say first and foremost, that's the incredible value in there. It's not really an ad, it's a recommendation. So what you're saying is you have to be very particular about what kind of ads you, you team up yeah, with. Yeah, because they Don't just, just want, take anything. Just don't take anything, right? Yeah, it's yeah. gotta be something you're interested in. And so for me, um, I've had a lot of success in reaching out to um, brands of products that I like, mm-hmm. that, I, that I use in my in my day every day. Um, I actually just got those like clear braces. I'm not wearing them now. So I'm reaching out to the the company. I'm going to see like, Hey, can we team up on this? Um, (laughs) But like I, I, for myself have reached out to companies I'm interested in, but then if you want some help with that as well, there's two, two companies, uh, one of which I've worked with. One's kind of the bigger one. The other's the bigger one in the space, but there's a company called the mid roll. And that's a company like Joe Rogan works with a lot of these other companies work with. And they actually will show, find companies that are looking for the value in the podcast space, whether it's audible, whether it's some of these companies and they'll actually match you up with them. So Mm -hmm. if you want to work with an agency that knows your value and you can do that, there's them. And then there's also another company that I've worked with personally called advertise cast. And they're a little bit of a smaller operation, but they, you, you get somebody personally assigned to you that sees the value in your show and is going to help you fill those spots. So there's a couple different Very ways you can go cool. about yeah, it, man. There are ways to go about it. Interesting. Yeah. And they'll team up and say, hey, this is on mm-hmm. your brand and this is the budgeting and whatnot to, to get it done. Yeah. That's very, very interesting. That's really cool. So when, when is there a, a, a guest that you've had on your podcast that sort of sticks out and that you've really, really enjoyed um, speaking to? It's been a few, man. Like I know we had a lot of fun, which yeah, is awesome. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, people need sure. to check out that episode. Um, Absolutely. Throw it but, back. you know, Grant Cardone was a big deal for me. And like I had mentioned, I met him at a fundraiser, which was really cool. Um, I'm a huge football fan. So I had uh, former NFL All-Pro Sean Merriman on the show. I've had uh, Jim Tressel, who was uh, the only college football coach ever to have a totally undefeated season. Mm-hmm. So there's just so many. I've, I've had Matis Yahoo on the show, which is really cool. I'm going to try to get Matis Yahoo on the show. Uh, I'll give you his email later. All right. Yeah, all he right. was... He was <laughs> He's he's a, it was a very cool dude. Um, though he was doing the interview like while he was driving, which was an interesting oh, thing too. Wow. He's like, hey, hold on, hold on, my, my guitar player's over here. We're gonna talk to him real quick. <laughs> so, so I've had some incredible people, and I think the thing that's really sat with me is that the more high level people you talk to, which is really my goal, the more they have similar 
things that they're looking for in life. Like they, they flip from me to we, they want to help other people. They have really big missions and they're not as attached to money as you think they would be. And because of that, they have a lot more of it. Mm. Wow. That's <laughs> very, that's interesting. Right? So when you focus, when you focus on the one thing that you want, usually it's hard, it sort of eludes you, right? Yeah, you have like really, a must have on it. Right. True, true, true. One question though, when it comes to podcast guests, mm-hmm. When you have some, let's say you have like say an NFL player, then another, say a baseball player, and or perhaps another NFL player that you 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 have on your podcast. How do you keep those two similar types of people and stories interesting and engaging, being that they come from the same space? Well, because their their life experience is different, man. Like I, I wrote a post on this about LinkedIn on LinkedIn yesterday. Like Tom Brady would love to interview Tom. So if somebody out there knows him, Tom's you know, a big def- fan of the def- podcast. Definitely, definitely hook me up. But you know, number one ninety nine pick in the NFL draft. Um, you know he's. 14 time uh, NFL all pro like you list out all these things about the guy his life experience is gonna be very different than somebody that just made it in the league or I had um, uh, former Harlem Globetrotter on the show which is really interesting because no, you find man. out like yeah what he does is actually more about humanitarian he was the only person ever to spin a basketball on the Pope's finger so like right, yeah so there's so many you got di- that guy I did yeah what? I can hook you up man Jeremy wow <laughs> what a guy so you look at the difference in the person, like the, the, our life stories are so different. And to me, that's what's interesting because, you know, the way one guy got to the NFL versus the way another guy got to the NFL is sure. different. You know, the way one guy sticks in the league and handles an injury is different than somebody else. Right. Everybody has their journey. Everybody has their story. Yeah. And, there's, and there's so much value we can learn from each and each and every person like that. Wow. So what's the future for uh, for Jeremy and, and, and for Command Your Brand? Well, we we doubled growth last year, which is pretty incredible. Wow. But we have a goal to four exit this year. And if Grant's hearing, he wouldn't be so happy about that. Ten <laughs> X. Uh- yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Four X. What is that? But so so the agency has grown fast. We're working with a lot of like you know highly visible individuals that are really trying to help get out there with big missions. So really, that's what I'm focused on is, is scaling the agency, doing more video in the podcast because mm. that's just you know really important. I know I had Evan Carmichael on the show recently, and he was really pushing me like, "Why aren't you doing more video, man? Come on!" Yeah. So so Evan, this one's for you. Um, but I'm really trying to do more of that. Also in the future, I, I want to write a New York Times bestselling book. Um, wow. That's a goal as well. I, I don't want to do the whole Amazon bestseller thing. So there, I have a lot of big goals. And I'm a big thinker, and that's not to, you know, invalidate others. That's just how my brain works. That's it. And, and I'm sure it took a lot of training and to to develop that. To to dream big takes yeah. courage. It takes a lot of courage because because well, people tell you not to. Yeah. All right. Okay. Interesting. Well, doesn't don't we always hear about following your dreams and follow- we we do, but sometimes your family is like, well, we want you to be safe. Don't do that. You know, like you know, take this path and blah 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 because they care about you. So we have to deal with those things as well. That's true. That's true. That's true. Um, when it what 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 would your book be about? My book would be about getting like visibility in the right way because the way I think about visibility and how you're going to use it is just not the way other people do like I I think everybody has a small pond they're a part of meaning like it's maybe your local community it may be your church it may be whatever it is and within podcasts and with other media I've taught people how to harness that so I want to get that message out there everybody can have a small pond to go big Boom. Amazing. And you're definitely swimming in uh, some major ponds. I feel like you're just growing and growing and it's really exciting to see the the growth that you uh that you've had and also how amazing that you you were able to develop that into a service and help other people grow as well. So blessings to you, my man. And where can people find uh, find your information and, and get, get connected with you? So if they're interested in anything on the podcast side, it's over at jeremyryanslate.com or the business side, it's over at commandyourbrand.com. And I'm at jeremyryanslate on all social media platforms. Incredible. Jeremy, thank you so much for your time, for your wisdom, for sharing with us. Of course, anybody who's listening, if they want to kick off their own podcast, they can reach out to Jeremy. He's, he's a he's a wealth of knowledge, and uh, he'll be able to help you out. And uh, Jeremy, 
Thanks so much for coming through. Dude, this is awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, a lot of fun. Hello, dear friends. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I hope it gave you some value and some insight into what it takes to launch a podcast and create your own and to find your own voice in this space. Uh, Thank you, Jeremy, for sharing your knowledge. Uh, So many years of doing this uh, and sharing it so graciously. It's really really a pleasure to know you, my man. And uh, if you have any questions about podcasts, whatnot, feel free to reach out to myself, reach out to Jeremy, and uh, and good luck with whatever it is that you're doing. Love to hear from you and see what you're up to. If you haven't yet, share, subscribe uh, to this podcast. It goes a long way. And if you'd like to see how it all goes, if you'd like to see the visually, see the video, see this podcast, uh, go to my YouTube channel, and uh, you can see all that there. Uh, so until next time. Mondays, that's the day when we launch and share these podcast episodes. I want to wish you a beautiful and great day ahead.